Hello, friends. I am Lynn McLaughlin. And I'm Karen Iverson Riggers. And this is Real, real by <laughs> Let's get real. Real emotions, real experiences. Join us to explore authenticity and how to get real with yourself and others. Hi, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Real Vibes Only. <clears throat> this is Karen. I am here with Lynn. And I was like scrolling through Facebook as one does. And, you know, sometimes you read things and you're like, oh, yeah, that that's exactly the thing. And somebody had posted this from Lyra is not Daredevil at Pink Ranger LB. It says, you're so resilient. Thanks. My options were that or dead. And I died. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, because there there is this um, uh, resiliency seems to be like the new word, right? Building resiliency. And and I think there's a lot of good in that, right? Like celebrating our resilient spirits and the things that we make it through and that bounce back ability and celebrating all of those things. And this is a total both and situation, right? We're often asked to be resilient and strong in the face of really difficult things. And sometimes it feels like those things and the feelings that we have around them are invalidated by this call to resiliency. So we're going to unpack that today. We're, I'm really excited to talk about this and, <laughs> and to talk about it through the lens of my journey, right? And also talk about it about what, you know, what kind of, I often talk about and love to unpack language. And so what might it look like to kind of reclaim this word? And what might it look like to really honor all of the facets of our stories? And recognizing the process of it. Ooh, good stuff. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so when I read that little like thing to you and you had a very similar reaction to me. So what, what comes to mind when you hear the word resiliency, what comes up for you? I actually, I love that you put it in the perspective of like it's a both and, and really embracing the journey of all of it, because all of it is really, really important, no matter what you're going through, right? Um, and I think that brings into play what people quantify as trauma and not trauma, and you're resilient, get over it, like that same messaging I love that you pulled out the piece that feels very invalidating because that's something that's so harmful when someone shares something that they're going through or so hard, it's so hard for them at a certain point in time. Uh, that And that invalidation, when I, when I allow myself to sit with it, it hits real deep. It hits really deep. Uh, I had uh, something happen yesterday that um, brought up a lot along these same lines of um, other people saying what's hard and not 
or um, other people defining another person's reality. And I think when we say you're resilient, we're also, we're minimizing that too. So, oh my God, I never thought about all this, which is why my thoughts are just kind of spinning and coming out. Uh, I know the importance of resiliency and I can recognize it as a characteristic I have based on things that I've gone through, but how unhelpful it can also be. When I think you you name something about talking about the process, right? Mm -hmm. And often when we're in the process, when we're in the messy middle, when we are in the thick of things, like I can name that for myself. I don't feel resilient, right? I don't, I don't, I don't feel strong. I don't feel like I don't feel those things. And so sometimes when folks, you know, I often, I've shared my story lots of times, right? And my recovery journey and, you know, people will say like, you're so strong. You're so amazing. And I'm like, no, I just like, I did what I needed to do to survive. And I don't know that I would recognize it or characterize it as this like extraordinary kind of thing, which I think sometimes when folks say those things with best intentions, with best intentions, right it can land with a really different impact for the person who's been through that journey, who doesn't feel, may not feel strong and may not feel resilient and may be feeling like they are just holding on like by their fingernails. And so recognizing, you know, this both end of this process of recognizing and naming and allowing for all the feelings that come with difficult things, right? And and recognizing this power of resiliency, because it is incredibly powerful to think about the ways and the capacity of our human spirits, right? Like it is amazing when you really think about it and think about things that people have been through and are going through, it's amazing. And, and there needs to be space to really allow, validate folk stories and validate the emotion that comes with it. Oh, I just, I love all of that. I don't know that when you said this was going to be an awesome topic and you shared that quote specifically, I didn't realize how deep this was going to go. Like the layers around that word and um, how important it's going to be. Because the reality is I didn't want to go through it either. I didn't want to have to go through any of that. So to say I'm strong because I did, that feels like invalidation of I didn't have a choice. I mean, just, oh my gosh, all this stuff is going swimming in my head right now around when that word, I think that word has to be used by the individual you know, just like trauma, that was hard for me. And it doesn't matter what it was. If I say it's hard for me, that's what it is, that believing and the resilient piece too. You know, I, I've never thought about it like that before. Like, as I look at all the different things I've gone through in my life and um, so many of them, I didn't have a choice it was do that or be dead. I mean, <laughs> that's real. 
Right. That's real. Right. And I think you, you named something that is so, that's so real is a lot of these things that we go through. We don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. We don't have a choice. We don't, we don't get to choose like whether or not we're going to go through it. We just have to. And so the, the honoring of that and the naming of how complicated that is, right? Like, yes, I'm resilient and I didn't have a choice. Like there was no other way. There was no other way. And so when you, when you have choice taken away, right, that layer of losing, not only like what's happened, right, but then losing that sense of sense of choice or feeling like I had a choice about how I was going to navigate this situation. And I think about what we're witnessing in the world right now and the suffering that we're seeing and the, I, I think about this context of like what people are saying about what folks in Ukraine or in Israel or Gaza are going in Palestine are going through right now. And I've seen some things like, capturing the resiliency of their spirits and i'm like they no no one is choosing choosing to be in this right in these really heartbreaking in this heartbreaking suffering and this incredible amount of pain right are witnessing what's happening with gun violence and and so this um this spirit of resiliency is essential, right? It's essential to our survival. And, and holding that as this above all else, right? And not, not honoring, not, not really recognizing and honoring that a lot of times there's no choice. The other piece that I just felt like really, really deeply as you were sharing all of that is that's making the assumption you're always going to make it to the other side. You know what? And the reality is maybe you won't. And I'm thinking specifically of, well, it can be anyone, right? It's insinuating that you have everything you need to get to the other side. And it eliminates, as we talk about so often, that need for healing in relationship and being seen, heard, and valued right where you are instead of saying you're so resilient like you're going to get to the other side of this. And sometimes it doesn't feel like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes I think, I think about, we were, we were in a training this year and we opened up this fantastic can of worms because somebody mentioned something like, you know, I can't fall apart. I have to stay strong. I have to keep it together. I, you know, I have to be resilient in the face of all of this. And we asked the question, we said, like, what would happen if you fell apart? What would happen if you let that go and just allowed, right? Allowed for that, let's call it a mess, allowed for the mess. What would happen? And we had this dialogue, like you could just see people's minds kind of exploding, like, you know, and often for folks who are in these, um, in this work where we're working with our hearts and we're supporting other people. And we think we can't, we can't, we can't fall apart. We have to be resilient. We have to be strong. 
we have to power through, we have to, you know, set aside whatever it is we're carrying to support others, you know, and what if, what if we said like, it's okay to not be, feel strong right now. It's okay to feel like it's impossible to bounce back. It's okay to allow other people to support you. It's okay to say, I need support. I need connection. I need to be heard. It's okay. And the incredible privilege we have that we get to do that. You know, I'm thinking about that feeling of holding it together and the fear of if I fall apart, making sure that you're surrounded by people that can hold that for you. Um, and how challenging it can be sometimes to find those people where they're not fixing or saying it's not a big deal or calling you resilient, (laughs) you know, to be able to say, can't do this right now. I don't have it in me. Or this has been so much, I need to be able to fall apart. And to be valued right where you are in that space. Right. For that not to come with strings of like somebody, you know, saying you're so strong or you're, you know, and you're like, I don't feel strong. Right. For it to not come with strings or to not be a commentary about how enough you are because you fell apart. Right. To have that be allowed to say, like, you are enough just as you are, however you are. And, and especially in those moments when you allow, allow for letting go. I love all of that. I do. I love all of that. And honoring, honoring no matter what it is. And there's no time frame on any of it. You know, like you need to be over it by now. That's That was the thing that I felt. Call me resilient and that means I will never fall apart again or I will never experience hardship and trying, you know, you'll get through it. You're resilient. Fuck that. Yeah, I used an F-bomb. <laughs> well, and, and, this, and this pressure that we put on ourselves, right? okay, so now I've been through some really difficult things and now I've got it all together, right? And I'm healed and I'm in recovery and I am, right? And the incredible pressure that's then put on that I feel the weight of that, right? I feel the weight of that because I've like internalized a lot of that expectation, right? I'm going through a rough time. I need to bounce back. I need to be strong. I need to power through it. Right. I can't let people see me. Right. As someone who is is struggling when I'm out in the world, right, talking with people about how to navigate emotions and I'm having a hard time navigating my own. And, and so this I oh, yeah, I could talk like for hours about this, <laughs> um, but this yeah. <laughs> this 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 place of being uh, like 
allowed to acknowledge this for ourselves. And I think even more powerfully for us to think about when we're holding space, when people are talking about difficult things and thinking about, right, our intention, right? And thinking about kind of how complicated all of this is that this this kind of push to say like, as you were talking about that impulse to fix it or that impulse to silver lining it or that impulse to say at least or the impulse to say like you've gotten through hard the hard things before right you can do this and I'm in the middle of it feeling like I don't know which end is up mm-hmm. so that incredible power of us thinking about how we hold space for that for ourselves and how we hold space for that for other people. Mm-hmm. I wish <laughs> I'm sure that as listeners, you're hearing these much longer than usual pauses because all of this, I love talking about this because there's so many facets of this that haven't like worked its way through me. Um, it feels empowering to be able to say, no, I'm not. No, I'm not resilient. There's it feel I can feel it in my body, like my body feels firm saying, I am not resilient in this moment. And the recognition that we every moment we're changing, every moment we're evolving. Yes, I got through some hard stuff, and yes, resiliency was there. But whatever I'm feeling at this moment, I get to define where I'm at. And it could be that moment of, I don't feel strong. I don't have it, you know, whatever, however we want to define that. Again, it's that opportunity to create and form our reality through our experiences rather than what other people believe we should be or how we should um behave. I don't know if behave's the right word, but you know what I mean. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I know. When I told you I was like, hey, I want to talk about this. And I was like, like, okay. Okay. (laughs) And now I'm like, oh my my God. (laughs) Yeah. I had no idea. Right. I haven't sat with it long enough to feel how deep that goes. And uh-huh. like I said, that how invalidating that can be. Yeah. When I think about it, I think about it in the like thinking about parenting and how. Like, if I think about what do I really want for my kids, I want them to recognize their strength. And I want them to have some of that internal compass, if you will, that like lands in the framework of hope and that I can figure this out and I can get through this. And I want all of those things, right? And there's a big and, and I want to validate their experiences. I don't, I don't want to, to whether I'm saying it explicitly or not to say, get over it. It's not a big deal. Because in the framework of their experience, 
Like it is a big deal. Mm -hmm. And that's true of everyone. Right. I mean, kids, especially because we are looking at their world through our adult eyes. So even more so, you know, you'll make it to the other side of this. Well, maybe they don't know that. Or it doesn't feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't seem real. And so the, it's, oh gosh, this is such a both and, right? This is such a both and, because I have this, like, I have this, you know, perspective, like perceptive lens that I see the world through that, you know, I made it through childhood and I made it, right, made it through those things. And so I have this, like, and, you, you know, kind of, and you can do it too. And I'm here to support you. And, and I really um, have been working to prioritize in my parenting, like recognizing what's real for them and honoring the feelings that come with that. I had this image of, an ice cream falling off a cone and, you know, the disappointment and frustration and anger and sadness that a child will have. And you may know you'll get to the other side. We'll get you ice cream at home. We'll da -da 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 -da. But in that moment, that's a pretty big loss, you know, um, and honoring that, and allowing that to be there for as long as it needs to be. And oh my God, does that take a lot of time as a parent to really mm -hmm. honor all of that? You know, is that even possible? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't That's, think this it, is my, this, I don't think right? it is. So I think there will always be. Yeah, I don't. And I don't know, right? Because in that, I was cracking up about the ice cream example because this happened this summer. We were in Dark County and Ari was, Ari had his ice cream and like the top scoop just like fell off. And my mom, without missing a beat, picks the scoop up off the ground and plops it right back on Ari's <laughs> But you could see in that moment, like in that moment in between, like Ari's face, just like register, you know, like register, like the feeling that came with that. And so I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer to that is, right? I don't know what the answer is to how we do this in parenting or how we do this with other people, or most importantly, how we do this with ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know what the answer is, but I do know, right? I do know this the importance of validating, honoring our stories and our realities, whatever that may be. And I do know, like the idea of sharing compassion with others or self-compassion to ourselves around what we need in those times of struggle. Mm -hmm. And I do know that having someone else see you and hear you in the difficulty of the moment, right? Without fixing, without judging, without telling you you're so strong when you're not feeling that way. I do know that healing happens in those moments. 
So those are things I do know, but I really don't know. Like, how do you, how do you hold, how do you hold this both and moment of recognizing our strength and resiliency and also really honoring and validating the messy process and the messy middle and those times when we feel like we're in the dark. Mm-hmm. You get, what, what you got, Lynn? I was going to say, just recognizing all of those pieces is because I was thinking about, um, I know I will get to the other side of it. And I don't know that right now. And how much of a contradiction that is. And to be able to hold that space for me and hold that space for others, you know, because I have gotten through a lot of things in my life. Mm -hmm. But being able to honor that, wow, we might have to do like a follow-up in like six months and see where we're at because I don't know. (laughs) Part two. Part two is coming. Part two is coming to this. We'll have it all figured out by then for oh sure. Oh my gosh. Don't put that kind of pressure on us. <laughs> we certainly won't. Like that I, need, I can promise. I need like a big sarcasm like yeah. on that last statement there. Um, so yeah, this is complicated. This is complicated. And, and this idea of really honoring our stories, honoring our realities, and then providing compassion to ourselves for what we need when we're in those spaces where we're not feeling strong and we're not feeling resilient. What I'm feeling is it's about awareness again and really recognizing it in the moment, slowing down long enough to see that you're shifting yourself or someone else out of a place where you're feeling uncomfortable and allowing for that. So it's another, another one of those pieces too. That was a mic drop right there. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh Uh-huh. That was, that was a mic drop about thinking about that awareness and thinking about the discomfort, because I think that's often where some of this comes from, right? Like we're uncomfortable with witnessing this level of pain, or we're uncomfortable with feeling this level of pain, or we're uncomfortable with the emotions that are coming with this experience. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's a thing. That's a thing. That is a thing. That is a thing. Friends, thank you for being with us for another episode of Real Vibes Only. Watch for part two of this coming at some point because there is both of us, I think, are going to like be done with this podcast and be like, and, and this, and this, and this around this topic. So we, as always, we would love to see you in connection. We have community living rooms happening in virtual spaces and in person. We would love to connect with you and hold space for your resiliency or you're not feeling resilient or Or you're you're not not resilience (laughs) or you're just not sure. We would love to hold space for that and love to hear your thoughts about what makes sense to you on your journey. So thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time for another episode of Real Vibes Only. Take care.